Why is America about to have a race war? Lately, it seems like our country is falling apart. Black people, Yo, white people, hey. yellow people, ching, ching. brown people, See. they don't get along. So is it true? Is America really about to have a race war? No. But there is more to this story than meets the eye. You see, the media plays a really large part in blowing the story up and creating chaos. It's what they do. They're the media. Duh. They want you to believe that every single white person in America has this overpowering hatred for black people. And black they also people. want you to believe that every single black person in America is going crazy and out flipping police cars on every corner in every town in America. Now, obviously, this isn't true. What? I don't see very many black people flipping over police cars in my town. Actually, the total number is zero. So why are they doing this? Why are they playing up these stories? Well, stories like this are good for two reasons. Here they are. Number one, this type of story boosts ratings. Millions of scared white people tune in to see a bunch of angry black people protesting and rioting in the streets. Ratings, of course, are always the most important thing for any media outlet because higher ratings always equals more money. So a racially charged story like this is always going to attract more viewers, readers, and listeners to that media outlet. That's why they love it. Number two, this type of story falls perfectly in line with the narrative that the media promotes on a day-to-day -day basis. You see, the left-wing media wants you to believe that police officers everywhere are declaring an all-out war on black Americans because the left-wing media wants to muster up enough public support for more federal intervention and more top-down regulations. And then the right-wing media wants you to believe that crazy black people are out riding in the streets and going crazy everywhere so that you will go out and buy, buy more guns. Guns. Buy guns, now. Buy guns. So I can promise you that the problem is not near as big as the media portrays, but we still have to face the fact that some police officers are shooting some unarmed black men in America. Yeah. So why is this? Why are some police officers shooting some unarmed black men? Well, the answer is rooted in our nation's history, Boring. and it may be a little uncomfortable for some people to hear, but it is the true answer. So here it is. Black Americans commit more crimes than white Americans. Shh. What was that? I couldn't really hear you that time. I said black Americans commit more crimes than white Americans. Oh, okay. I think what I heard you say was black Americans commit more crimes than white Americans. And as a percentage, this is absolutely true. But before you go hurling accusations of racism Racist. and bigotry my Ooh, way, Please, uh, let me explain myself. I don't believe that black Americans are genetically inferior to anyone, and I don't believe that black Americans are just crazy and wild. That is obviously not the truth. I do believe, though, that our nation's history and the policies our government has implemented can serve to explain why crime is so rampant among America's black communities. Let's take a look. The year was 1865 and the Civil War had just ended. The 13th Amendment was ratified, and slaves were officially free. Yay. But that didn't mean that former slaves would immediately receive equality. Aww. Nope. Years of slavery had prevented them from obtaining the same skills and education as their white counterparts. So immediately, they came out of the gates 
at an economic disadvantage. A couple hundred years of slavery had also created a culture of racism towards black Americans, really black and that people. further inhibited black Americans from obtaining economic equality. We then passed Jim Crow laws, Ooh. which prevented blacks from having the same housing and jobs and education and voting rights as white Americans, and that created a permanent, institutionalized lower class. So black people were then faced with two options, be poor or be poor. But a third option did present itself to the black community. That option was the avenue of crime. So if you can't make money the legal way, you might as well look at a life of crime as a way to provide for your family, right? Right, and that's what many African Americans did. They turned to a life of crime as an alternative route of generating wealth for their families. So by the mid-20th century, a culture of crime had nestled itself comfortably within the African-American community. But to be honest, there really weren't a lot of other options out there for black Americans. And what about the government? Where does the government play into all of this? Yeah, well, the government decided in the early to mid-20th century that it would be a great idea to create a massive welfare system for all Americans. Welfare systems, by nature, are designed to, quote-unquote, help poor people. And in this case, a lot of African Americans fell into that category. So obviously, a lot of black Americans wound up enrolled in our nation's welfare system. The only downside is that our welfare system was designed to be a safety net for people to fall into when they hit hard times. However, over time, it became less of a safety net and more of a tempurpedic pillow and people decided to rest their head on that comfortable tempurpedic pillow. The largest demographic falling victim to this trap happened to be African Americans. So like many of our government programs, our welfare system had great intentions to start with. The results, however, eh, not so great. Instead of encouraging people to rise up out of poverty, it actually encouraged people to stay in poverty and live comfortably on welfare. And so the welfare system has mainly prevented African Americans from obtaining economic equality because it's encouraged them to stay in poverty. And before you call me a racist, racist. and a bigot again, and claim that I'm saying that African Americans are lazy, let me go ahead and make myself clear. I don't think that. I believe, though, that it's basic human nature to take the easy way out in life. When we're presented with a path in front of us that's easy, in this case, welfare, we usually take it. It's just human nature. It's not a white thing or a black thing. It's a human thing. So let us now fast forward to the 1980s and 1990s, my time period. We begin to turn on our TVs every night and witness stories on our local news station of black Americans committing violent black crimes. It's crime still guaranteed today. today that if I turn on my local Atlanta news station at 6 p.m., I'm probably going to see a story about a black American committing some sort of crime. Now multiply this over day after day after day, and pretty soon you start to generate racial bias. Let me put it this way. Let's say you turn on your local news station at 6 p.m. and you see a story about a guy named Bob, Bob who happened to kill somebody. You think to yourself, hmm, that's sad. Wah. Then you turn off your TV, you go to bed, you wake up the next morning, go to work, come back home, 
turn on your local news station again at 6 p.m. and find another story about another guy named Bob, Bob who happened to kill somebody. You think, hmm, what a coincidence. Two guys named Bob who actually killed somebody. Wow, that's weird. Then you go to bed, turn off your TV, wake up the next morning, do it again, and then you find another story about another guy named Bob, Bob. who happened to kill somebody. Pretty soon, if this happens every single day, you start to develop prejudiced thoughts about guys named Bob. It's what we do, though. It's what we've been programmed to do as humans. We develop prejudiced thoughts and put things in categories of dangerous and not dangerous. It's how we have survived for so many years. So you're probably wondering, how does this apply to racial bias in policing. Well, here's how. Police officers are humans too. That's right, police officers are just human and they see the same things that we see on a daily basis. Actually, they see stuff that's way more messed up than the stuff that we see. And so naturally, they develop racial bias. So let's take a quick recap about the information that was just presented. So. Slavery created racism. Racism created poverty. Poverty created crime. Welfare maintained poverty and crime. And then crime created bias in policing. So now that we've addressed the root of America's racial problem, we can go ahead and assign blame and find a solution. Liberals, on one hand, are going to want to assign blame to racism and white people for this problem because that's what they do. They blame white people, white people for everything. Like they also are probably going to want to encourage voters to vote for more government programs to quote-unquote combat racism. The conservative crowd, on the other hand, is likely to blame the black people in America for this problem because that's what they do. They want white people to feel better about themselves. <sighs> They're also probably going to try to convince us that more radical police tactics are needed to combat the quote-unquote crazy black people in America. The real solution, however, is very, very simple. Here it is. Do nothing and blame no one. That's right. Do nothing and blame no one. That's the real solution here. The black middle class is on the rise, and slowly but surely, African Americans are closing the income gap on whites. A post-civil rights America has provided equal education and equal rights for African Americans, and the black community has taken full advantage of these opportunities. As the African American community continues to rise out of poverty, we will see crime levels within the community begin to significantly decrease. Then as these crime levels within the black community decrease, racial bias will decrease alongside it. There is no government program or regulation that can permanently fix this problem. This is just a scar on our nation's history that has to heal with time. And as for everyone's favorite part, who to blame? Unfortunately for the finger pointers here, there's really no one alive today that we can blame for our current circumstances. Oh, man. If you really want to assign blame to someone, then I guess you could blame... Uh, 17th century slave traders, maybe? Right, I don't know. We all just need to keep in mind that we're simply creations of our past, and there's a lot of things that are out of our control. So is America about to have a race war? No. 
But our nation's complicated history has definitely made it difficult for our black friends to overcome the obstacles of poverty and crime. I do believe that by the time this young and upcoming generation has grown, much of the income gap between blacks and whites will be closed, and most racial bias will be no more. I'm Greg Stevens, the Libertarian Millennial, and if you like the show, then you can subscribe to it anywhere you find your podcast. You can also read my blog post at thelibertarianmillennial.com and facebook.com slash thelibertarianmillennial. I'll see you libertarians next week.